Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another TV season review. This is going to be for the first season for the Marvel Disney Plus TV show called Hawkeye. I am your host Matthew and let's talk about another another fantastic addition to the MCU as you've seen from the title because uh, I've probably put it in the title. Uh, this is another must-see um, piece of content from the MCU from Marvel. Uh, just con- Just continuing year after year TV show after TV show, film after film, to continue to build this incredibly successful brand, this incredibly successful universe. Um, both, yet again, like in the era that we're in, in this sort of, I think it's phase four, isn't it? Phase four of the MCU of doing a really great job of, at this point, introducing some very, very key characters, such as Kate Bishop herself, and of course, uh, Yelena, and uh, some other characters. And and also doing a really good job with like returning characters as well, and sort of fitting those things together, fitting those characters really well together, and just just continuing on this on this uh, this ongoing train of the MCU. And uh, it really is a gift, I think, at the moment what what the MCU is doing. Um, I'm not going to get into like you know people that have said the MCU is kind of dying after Endgame or whatever. Uh, we're we're into a new to me interesting era. And this just continues that. And I thought Hawkeye continued that. And I thought it was great. I thought the six episodes were really good. Um, didn't really feel let down by too much that I can remember. Of course this was a, a little while ago. Uh, it's taken me a bit of time to get to this review unfortunately. But um, yeah. Just just really continuing the great things that the MCU is still doing. And uh, setting up some great characters for the future, setting up some series and some films for the future, and um, continuing again to not only continue with existing MC, uh, Avengers characters like Clint, but also introduce the newer characters. Uh, I know that Yelena was obviously introduced before in the Black Widow series, uh, uh, film, sorry. Um, but like re- uh, putting her back in here, Yelena. Um, putting Kate Bishop in here and developing her as a new character, I thought it all just worked out really, really great, and I absolutely, I absolutely loved it. So, um, yeah, it's it's easily another another must see um, for me. I can't wait to see these characters again in the future. Of course, the ones that do survive, and uh, we'll see where things. Um, where things go from there. Um, but it's interesting, you know, a lot of people looked at the Hawkeye series and thought like, oh, who would want a series about Hawkeye? And yeah, he obviously plays a very important part in this. But this this really is a great combination of two things, which is um, having Clint come back, having the spotlight be more on him, because he was kind of like... Like wasn't really, like arguably wasn't really introduced properly per se into the MCU. I mean, he kind of like showed up in Avengers from what I remember, and then that was sort of it. But looking at, I I, I like the way that the MCU's been doing this, which is taking a look at characters like Clint that haven't really had the spotlight. You know, we've had like Cap, Iron Man, Thor, all those characters sort of getting the spotlight. Hulk getting some of it, um, and obviously you know Black Widow recently getting a, a bit more of a spotlight with uh, with her film um but looking at taking a, a look at clint and i like that they did this as a tv show because you've got you've got two tasks here really which is can we give more character development and more sort of worth to the character of clint as, as hawkeye and they did that 
and digging into like his family life and how he kind of looked at the past, present and future of him himself, I suppose. And also him, you know, meeting uh, Kate Bishop and what's going to happen there, her, um, him training her and all the different arrows and stuff. I did like as well, it's a nice little neat, neat little touch of how um, getting into, this is like a, a minor kind of thing, but I did like it, getting into, okay, so you've got the costumes and everything of, of Hawkeye, and you've got the arrows, but I do like the way that the show looked at different arrows, and it's like, oh, here's the trick arrows, here's the explosive ones, here's these other ones. And by the time we got to like the big fight sequence in episode 6, that really played out pretty well. Because although we'd seen him use different arrows before, obviously, I just like those sort of... Okay, yeah, he has certain arrows, some of them are special, but what are more? What, what are sort of more, more of them? What does he have in that... Um, is it called a quiver? Yeah. What does he have in, you know, in, in his quiver and what is Kate going to use from that? And kind of looking at sort of... You know, he doesn't have any powers. Um, and obviously he's got his, like, Ronin history and stuff. And that plays a part in this as well. But really looking at... Okay, this guy doesn't run fast. He doesn't fly. He, like, drives and stuff. So it kind of showed... It just showed more of, like, okay, what is this character? What what can he sort of do? And how do we explore that in an actual interesting way? Because um, I think before this, but before like even the Ronan journey, because Ronan was arguably where he got a bit more interesting in the whole Avengers Infinity War Endgame saga. Um, I think he was looked at as a bit of a basic character, and um, I'm really glad that they did this. But then you've also got, of course, the other side, which is okay. Even though we're getting a deeper look at Clint as a character and his family life and all that kind of thing, and the trick arrows and what can Hawkeye do and Ronan, you've also got a new character who is uh, obviously Kate Bishop, Hayley Steinfeld, and seeing how does she fit into his life and sort of, she's supposed to be like a really good archer. And I tell you something, the opening, I think it's in the opening scene to, to the series, this, the show explaining why she decides to go down the path that she does and her seeing Clint from that, that rooftop and everything. I thought that was perfect. I was like, that makes a lot of sense. It it is similar to um, Miles Morales and uh, Batgirl's stories. Uh, their backstories, of course, they've been different in different incarnations. But that sort of I I like the idea of your general everyday person. So obviously, before those people became the superheroes they are today, uh, like Miles and and Barbara Gordon and stuff, um, and like with Kate, how. They're your everyday kind of people, but they see these heroes in action, and obviously a little bit different with Miles because he had to would have had to get gotten bitten by a spider. But um, like with Batgirl seeing Batman and being inspired, with with Kate seeing Clint and being inspired, I I really like that idea of like okay, this character's fighting for justice. I'm inspired by that. What can I do? And then they go down a path, obviously of um. Uh, what to call it, of learning from, from that character and kind of observing them and obviously those characters get involved at certain points. Um, I'm very curious to see what they do with that in the Batgirl DC stuff because we don't really know who the Batman's going to be. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's a different thing for a different time. 
Um, but that's a very important part of Batgirl's backstory, so I'm curious to see how that gets uh, worked in and everything. Um, but no, that was all really, really great. I thought that, um, you know, carrying on the Black Widow storyline of Yelena wanting um, revenge played out really, really well. I think she's a really fresh addition to the MCU. Um, and obviously is Scarlet's uh, replacement as Black Widow. Obviously, uh, you know, replacing Natasha. I thought she was great in this series. Um, those, those to me, were like the main three highlight characters, apart from one other that I'll talk about in the spoiler section. Um, but no, great, six episodes, short-ish, sweet-ish. Um, sorry, no, short-ish and, and sweet as well. Uh, short and sweet, but short-ish, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I, I really, really loved it, and I can't wait to see these characters again. Um, in terms of, like, a mini quick sort of ranking, in terms of the MCU TV shows, I still think, I still like WandaVision more, and I still think it's a better show, so I'd still put WandaVision at the top. I'd probably put Hawkeye second, and then I'd put, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier had some pacing issues in the middle but I ultimately like where it started and ended so I'd probably put that next um Loki I I liked Loki we never quite got around to reviewing it here uh Marvel's What If was a bit of a struggle for me but I I got through it and it was uh really really good in the end I think I'd probably put What If above Loki uh what other ones have we had um I think that's been it because yeah we have Black Widow, Spider-Man, Eternals think that's been this phase so far isn't it unless i'm forgetting something i feel like i'm forgetting something but anyway um yeah i'd probably put this second to one division i still think that uh what one division i think is a better show and i liked it more but i liked pretty much all these so far i've really really enjoyed what they've been doing in uh in phase four of course next we've got i think it's uh moon knight on the 30th which is really cool and then i think we're supposed to have miss marvel Doctor Strange, that's going to be cool. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. And, well, the the unofficial MCU with Morbius. Curious to see what they do there. Uh, but, yeah, that's my spoiler-free thoughts, roughly. I really liked the main three characters, which arguably is y- Yelena, Clint, and Kate. Um, I think with Kate being a kind of particular highlight, the series is really kind of focused on bringing her into the MCU and training her for, like, that future role and stuff. I thought that was great. Um, just a quick note on, by the way, with like the post-credit scene thing and the whole musical thing, um, that didn't bother me as much as it seemed to bother other people. I just thought it was fun, but uh, yeah. So that's my quick thoughts on the on the musical stuff. It was fun, fine, whatever, cool. Um, but uh, we got enough of a setup as to what to expect next, and I'm looking forward to Moon Knight. Uh, that's pretty much everything for the spoiler-free section. Um, let's get into, take a very quick little break, and then we'll get into spoilers for Hawkeye after this, but no, I, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this, and, uh, another must-see addition to the MCU, it just keeps on going, and it's just, uh, it, it's almost sort of, it's just normal to, to, to me now, it's just normal to like, oh yeah, you know, another really good MCU thing, it's just like, standard kind of procedure, <laughs> I suppose. Um, but yeah, I just, I have so much trust in what they're doing, I really, really like what they're doing, and, um, yeah, I mean, even before, I think, I think it was before the Hawkeye 
uh, series started. They announced a show called Echo. And this is when they did like I think they did their Disney Plus Day announcements. And I had no, I didn't know who Echo was either. I didn't know or I couldn't remember. Um, and she's in this show. And e- even just by like oh, Marvel Studios Disney Plus series Echo, I was like you're probably still going to do a good job with it. I don't know anything about it, but you're probably still going to do a, a good job with it because I got that brand trust because they've done just such a good job since two thousand and eight. Uh, what's that? Fourteen years? Yeah, almost yeah, about fourteen years. Um, there's been some bumps in the road, of course. Uh, you're gonna have bumps in the road when you've been working on a a franchise for fourteen years, like yeah. Um, but um, yeah, great stuff. And I look, I'm curious to see what they do with Echo as well. Um, now that we've seen her in uh, in this show, so cool, good stuff. Um. Yeah, obviously it's not on my most anticipated MCU list now because we've we've all we've all seen it. As, well, I've seen it, obviously. Um, my most anticipated after this, I mean, my most anticipated film is probably Doctor Strange, just because of the multiverse stuff. I am very very curious to see what they do with Moon Knight. I'm really really looking forward to uh, She-Hulk because of Tatiana Maslany. Can't remember how to pronounce her surname. Um, that's got some really good things going for it. Um, but the thing is, if I'm to sit here and say, like, oh, this is my most anticipated, least anticipated, there isn't anything that I'm not looking forward to from the MCU. Um, like, you, you name me, like, of the MCU-specific Marvel stuff, not that there's much of outside of that. But, I'm just saying, like, yes to everything, kind of, I suppose, because I trust that they'll do, uh, do a good job with it. Um... But yeah, really looking forward to She-Hulk. Curious to see what they do with Moon Knight, like the more violent kind of Daredevil-ish, Batman-esque kind of side of things. Um, it's going to be starting soon. So anyway, enough of all that. Um, cause yeah, I, I, I couldn't sit here and name to you like, oh, this is the MCU thing that I'm like worried about or nervous about or have, you know, cautions over. There isn't any. There, there isn't one. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, even when I look at like Thor: Love and Thunder, I don't think Thor's like the most interesting MCU character. But you, you've got Jane coming back in that film, and that has me curious, and that that should be cool. So yeah, all right, uh, let's take a quick little break. Going to the spoilers afterwards. I'll see you for all that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. 
If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, so let's get into the spoilery section, the spoiler section of Hawkeye, which is a Marvel MCU show on Disney+. Plus. If you've not seen the series, I'm going to be spoiling it now, so you're going to want to shut the podcast off. Podcast off, sorry, if you do not want to hear spoilers for Hawkeye. So I, I assume most of you that have uh, have seen it are listening to this, but you know there might be some that haven't and are curious about my <coughs> opinion on Hawkeye. So now I'm now going to go into spoilers... And I'm going to do that now. So if you're listening on the podcast player, click it off, pause it, whatever. If you're listening on the website, press back, pause, click on the homepage. You know how to turn the episode off. Um, let's talk about one Vincent D'Onofrio um, as Mr. Kingpin, Kingpin himself. Uh, very, very, very exciting stuff. And uh, he's not dead, is he? Like, come on. He's, he's not dead. Sure, Echo, like, points a gun and shoots at him off camera. But I think we know he's coming back. I think that we know he's coming back. I don't... I mean, whether as to not... Whether or not she actually shot him in the head, I'm not completely sure. But he'll be back. I, I, I'm fairly certain. I mean, let's look at this. Let's try to, to look at this in a fun way, right? You've got an MCU Spider-Man... <clears throat> who's been known to fight Kingpin. He fights him in the uh, 2018 Insomniac-developed Spider-Man game, which is which is great. He fights him in that. He's known to be a villain of Spider-Man's. But he's also known to be a villain of Daredevil's, isn't he? Of course, in the Daredevil Netflix series. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the episode in the same week, heck, in the UK the same day, that Wednesday the 15th of December... They aired the episode where you get the little image off the phone thing. The blurry little image. We all knew who it was. I don't think it's a coincidence of... And this is a small spoiler for Spider-Man. I'm assuming most people know. And it's a very, it's a bit of a minor thing within, within the bigger spoilers of that film. Matt Murdock showing up in Spider-Man. Um, Charlie Cox. Not as Daredevil, but as Matt Murdock. But it's, it's, um, it's planting the seed, isn't it? Really. And... It's no, I don't think it's a coincidence either that, like, a few days, maybe a week or so, there was loads of, um, you know, online news about, like, oh, Kevin Feige confirms that Charlie Cox is going to be the Matt Murdock going forward. Excellent. Brilliant. Um, and on the same day that Spider-Man in the UK comes out, I know it came out two days later, the same week, the same day, whatever, that Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin... 
makes a return appearance in that episode and Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox is in that Spider-Man film. That's not a coincidence, come on. I mean, it's really, really, really cool. I'm not, it sounds like I'm moaning about it, but it's really, really cool. Um, that's just such great planning, because I, I refuse to believe that that's a coincidence. <laughs> like, the same week, the same day, like, that's, yeah, too many things lining up at once. How cool would it be? Now, I don't know what you'd name it, if it'd be a Disney Plus series, a film, whatever. Surely you've got to have at some point, um, Charlie Cox's Daredevil teaming up with... Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and fighting Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. That's that's now the the dream that I've. Uh, I'm, you know, lots of other people have talked about that as well, because that's a comic book thing to do as well. He's a villain of both of them. Whether he'd have somebody with him, I don't know if you could bring like Bullseye back or something from the series. Uh, I can't remember what happened to him actually, but obviously he could do a new one or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be very 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 cool. And there's just a lot of I know th- there's been a few bits of news about Tom Holland has said like, "Oh, I'll come back as Spider-Man if they want me to, but if not, then I'm satisfied with like ending the his his story there." But um I mean, the MCU just keeps throwing these dream things at us of like what happened in Spider-Man and this thing with Kingpin and some people mistake this for like, oh, you're just doing it fan service. No, this is setting up really, really cool stories. And yes, part of it is, you could argue, fan service. But it's not just being done just to like, oh, we'll put this in there to please fans. It both please, yes, it pleases fans. Yeah, um, it's pleased me as a fan, and it's just not. It just opens more doors for cool story opportunities. Um. So surely you've got to do that. Surely you've got to do the Tom Holland, Vincent D'Onofrio, Charlie Cox. Um, and I mean, the the ideal way to do... I mean, I don't know, because obviously you've got the Sony thing with Spider-Man. I don't know if there'd be something blocking Tom Holland from appearing on a Disney Plus thing. But if you brought Daredevil back for us... Because I'm trying to think of where you would put something like that. And obviously it wouldn't be a whole season of them three that them two fighting him fighting kingpin but if you are going to indeed use charlie cox as the future daredevil matt murdoch first of all where do you use him next right um and that seems like a great opportunity if you wanted to fully bring back charlie cox daredevil matt murdoch and you you managed to get away with a PG-13 Disney Plus show. I always said, you know, ever since the Netflix thing ended, that um, you should do a Hulu show. Um, but I think the Moon Knight series, which is supposed to be quite violent and stuff, I think that's going to be an interesting testing ground for PG-13 content. I mean, Book of Boba Fett and things like Mandalorian are getting away with some surprisingly, like, I don't know if decent violence is the way to put it, but some darker stuff, certainly. I mean, people on those shows are getting cut up with, like, lightsabers. They are getting blasted and things like that, but obviously it's the blood part that you can't really sort of do that much of in a PG-13. You can do some of it, but not too much of it. So I think if... A signal to me, right, is if Moon Knight works in terms of its violence, obviously it wants good story, great characters, all that sort of thing. 
if that works and that gets received well, and that's going to be PG-13, then I think you could possibly get away with doing a Daredevil um, series. And then if you can do that, then you can put this whole Kingpin Spider-Man thing into that. Um, like, have Peter Potter, have Spider-Man show up for an episode or something. Um, maybe. That's, that's something you could do. Anyway, um, that's all the Kingpin, Kingpin stuff. It's awesome. He's back. He's probably not dead. And, uh, yeah, of course the person that shot him, who's, or might not have shot him, or fired the gun, but we don't know where the bullet went. Um, Echo, uh, yeah, she's getting her own series, and I didn't know who that character was when that series was was announced, because I'm pretty sure Hawkeye wasn't on the air yet. Um, she seems cool, and, okay, she wouldn't be, like, if you said to me, okay, Matt, which, um... Which character do you want to see in MCU show for next? I wouldn't necessarily have said Echo because I didn't really know who she was. And it's not on my like high end in terms of most anticipated. But she's a cool kind of character. And again, brand trust. I trust that you'll do a good job with doing her show. Um, So great, bring it on. I think that's going to be uh, kind of interesting. It's probably a bit early yet to start fully talking about expectations and whatnot for it. But... Again, I just trust that they'll do a good job with it. So, uh, curious about what they do with that. Um, yeah, I want to talk about... Uh, I already did talk in the spoiler-free section a lot about Clint and, and Kate. I thought Jeremy, Jeremy Renner and Hayley Steinfeld. Um, who I did... Uh, for those of you that might have missed it, I did an actor and actress spotlight episode recently. And I talked about Ian, Ian Alexander, who is from Star Trek and uh, Star Trek Discovery. And Last of Us 2. And had the very interesting young career and everything and I put Hayley Steinfeld in the same episode and talked about her kind of career so far you know Dickinson and Bumblebee and obviously Kate Bishop and everything so if you want to hear me talk a bit more about Hayley specifically and Ian Alexander uh that's the most recent episode of Actra and Actress Spotlight um but no very young promising uh upcoming talent with well not even upcoming talent she's already she's she's in the MCU like <laughs> you know um but still you know rising talent and everything but she's, I mean, she's made it already, right? Because she's in an Apple show. She's been on, as much as I don't really get on with Transformers, it's still obviously a big franchise. And she was in probably the best Transformers film anyway uh, with uh, with Bumblebee. Um, but no, young, promising talent made it into the MCU. Uh, and I thought she was fantastic as, as Kate. Um, and her, like, you know, bouncing off of Jeremy Renner in different scenes as Clint, I thought was great. Uh, family dynamic there and stuff, and um, uh, the f- one of the things I was most looking forward to was seeing like him kind of training her and stuff. That was that was really great, and seeing them kind of fight the bad guys together was was cool. Um, so very very happy with what they did with um, with Kate, and again setting up another new young character, either for like a young Avengers thing in the future or an next Avengers film. The options are wide open. That that's the thing I love about what the MCU is doing. And with like characters such as Kate and and Yelena, you don't have to just be like, oh, they can only be in the Young Avengers thing. No, you can. There's there's so many things that you can do with these these characters. Um, so that's uh, that's brilliant, and I look forward to seeing um, pretty much all these characters again. Really, uh, Yelena, of course, coming in. She had um, you know, End of the Black Widow film. She's got the uh, she's trying to go after Clint because. Um, she thought at the time, obviously, that Clint had potentially killed Natasha. 
think that was supposed to be the idea. And because um, it's her mother that meets, I'm trying to think of the end credit scene of Black Widow. Um, which I don't consider that a spoiler because it's like fully explored in this show. Um, yeah, she meets with her mother, I think it is. And then, um, yeah, says about like, oh, do you know who's responsible for Natasha? They're standing over Natasha's grave and she shows a photo to Clint and then set up, sets up her uh, introduction here. Um, she had a very, very interesting on-screen uh, bit of chemistry with um, with Kate. Lots of like little comedic moments and uh, the, uh, what was it, mac and cheese? That was a great scene as well. <laughs> um, but find, finding the balance there of like, she wants to kill someone that Kate cares about, right? But she's just injecting these bits of comedy, but they just fit so well. And I think the MCU is really, really good at... Uh, at doing that like literally we're talking about somebody wanting to kill somebody of like a, a dark revenge plot um and Clint obviously explains everything later and it's all kind of settled and stuff um but no Kate being in this position of like okay I really trust this guy and sort of I don't want to tell you where he is but she knows that Yelena's really dangerous because there's this little there's this other little kind of joke line about hey if I yeah, if I wanted to kill you, you'd be dead already, <laughs> which is true. Um, that's not to put Kate down as a character, it's just to say, like, okay, we're all reading the room here, we know that if Elena wanted Kate dead, um, it probably would have happened either on the rooftop or she would have done it before they even sat down for that conversation. Uh, so that was cool. Um, but a couple of really, really good scenes there with, uh, with Elena as well. I don't have much to say about, like, Eleanor and... Kazi or Jack was cool, you know, Tony Dalton who's, um, what's his name, L- Lalo, Lalo from uh, Better Call Saul, he's really great on that show, he's a very good um, actor, I've seen him in a few more things recently, including this now um, but no, that's, uh, that's most of what I wanted to talk about, really um, I thought the series was great, I really really enjoyed it, I thought the comedy and drama balance was good, I thought it ended pretty well um, and I just look forward to seeing these these characters um, popping up again. But there's just there's just so many open options from this now. Like, what do you do with Kingpin now? Where where do you put Echo? What do you do with her in her TV show? Could Kingpin appear in the Echo TV show? Kate Bishop's now set up. Clint's still alive. Um, Yelena's like a fully integrated character into the MCU because Black Widow was obviously used to set that character up, and then you continue her journey. In the uh, <clears throat> in this Hawkeye series, um, like could Yelena and Kate sort of become kind of friends-ish? Will they end up working together in one of the Avengers teams? Clint will probably be a part of that team as well as the, these other characters. But then you can also use them in their own things if you wanted to, because um, you could probably argue for most of these characters. I mean, you've sort of just done it for Clint, but you could probably do like a Kate series or something. You could probably do like a Yelena series. Obviously you've got an Echo series coming. Um, you could do something separately with Kingpin. There's loads of different things that you can do. And it just gives more content, more options. And unless something like unexpectedly, drastically bad happens with the MCU. I don't know what that could, could be necessarily. Um... Like, 
we we haven't even gotten to Fantastic Four and X Men. We haven't even <laughs> we haven't even started on that yet. We don't even know who the the cast is going to be. I'd be curious if they um do anything with those characters in uh, Multiverse of Madness. But um, I can I'm I don't know if this what I'm about to say seems optimistic or kind of over exaggeration. The MCU's got another ten fifteen years in it at least with with these with these characters. I mean, you've still got characters like Moon Knight to bring in. You've still got She-Hulk to bring in. You've got Echo to give a TV show to. You've still got the Guardians of the Galaxy. You've still got Doctor Strange. You've still got Wonder. You've still got whatever they're going to do with the Black Panther situation, which does seem like, you know, a bit of a tricky situation. Uh, the Black Panther situation. You've still got the Thor and the Jane situation. What's going to happen there? You've still got Loki to deal with. Uh, you've still got um, what's called Miss Marvel to to bring in, and how does she, you know, um, team up with Captain Marvel? You still got her to come back. You've still got um, like Spider Man to potentially deal with in the future. You've just introduced the Eternals. You've still got Shang Chi. Um, you've still got the other Avengers characters like Hulk. You've still got you've got a brand new Captain America in Sam Wilson. You've still got Bucky there. Um, you've got, uh, what's his name? Um, thinking of, uh, yeah, Elena, new, new Black Widow that you've got. You've got Sam, of course, new Captain America. There's going to be a Captain America 4 film. But to me, like, I've just named, like, loads of different characters, loads of different potential content. I don't feel overwhelmed by it, though. And one of the things I think Disney's doing that's really smart is the way that they're distributing this content. Because, I mean, I didn't want to do any... So with DC comparisons, but this is a pretty valid one. The fact that like DC at the moment has got what four, like every year pretty much they have what four or five Arrowverse shows going on, which last like thirteen to twenty three weeks, and they have like four episodes a week, and then DC films, and then Peacemaker, and then Titans. That to me is a bad way to distribute content, and I've spoken about you know the 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 quality of content over there, and even more so within the last year or two uh, of how that's affecting the TV side of things and that can I think affect the quality of your product so I think with the MCU it's not just a case of just simply making and writing great content and great characters and great stories because um, to me there's there's three really cool things that are happening in the MCU you've got the multiverse you've got the introduction of new characters like you've got what three or four in here um and then you've got still the kind of spy grounded level side of things like with the Captain America stories or, you know, with the Sharon stuff in, in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. <clears throat> and it's how you meld all those things together. But it's the way that they're distributing the content, which is, I mean, apart from the old Marvel TV when we had like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Cloak and Dagger, those sorts of things... We uh, we don't really get these things overlapping that much, um, apart from obviously the the cool overlap with with Spider Man and and Hawkeye with the whole Kingpin Daredevil thing, Matt Murdock thing. Um, but like we don't have any MCU content right now. I mean, um, what's it? Spider Man just came out. Now we obviously they're doing Book of Boba Fett, but like we have March and then May, so end of March, thirtieth of March, uh, Moon Knight, and it's being separated really well because there was a lot of marvel content last year there was what a few what three tv shows and what three films 
but it wasn't all like bung together over 23 weeks or or something um and that's not just a dc problem that's a network tv problem where you have to you know make 23 episodes of this show uh whereas with this you've got like six or eight or nine for for some of these shows so anyway uh lots of great you know things there about the mcu and what it's doing and stuff and i'll be back of course for moon knight very curious to see how that works i'll be back for doctor strange um i have recently covered some dc stuff if you want to listen to that i've covered some episodes of naomi i covered an episode of peacemaker me and robert are covering um superman and lois at the moment uh we also did the a podcast on the armageddon flash crossover so we do still cover of course you know a good chunk of dc content we're just uh you know, anyway, um, but uh, there you go with that. But anyway, what did you think of everything I've discussed? What do you think of the, to me, unlimited potential of all of this? Um, like, what are you looking forward to next? What did you actually think of Hawkeye? What do you think of the whole Kingpins thing that's been set up? Did you like Kate as a character? Did you like Yelena? Uh, lots and lots of things to be discussed. Let me know what you think. And is there anything that you're looking at MCU specific wise that you're sort of, eh, that might not be good. The only thing I'm really looking at is the situation with Black Panther, both with um, one of the actresses and, of course, the unfortunate passing of uh, Chadwick Boseman. Because I have he- I keep hearing about how that film's, like, stopping and starting with filming, and then you've got the Shuri actress, who they've, they've had problems with her and stuff. Um, so that's that's the one, that's the only one I'm looking at and thinking, eh, that might not quite be as great. But none of those things have any issues with like writing, planning, or stories, or world building. You know, n- none of those sorts of issues. It's just an unfortunate passing of an actor. Uh, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. And the situation with the uh, Shuri actress as well. Um, but those like are different issues as opposed to story and and those sorts of things. So yeah, um, it still could be great. I just I, I'm looking at Black Panther and thinking there's there's some problems to sort out over there and what are they going to do about it but um anyway we've got moon knight next uh let me know what you think of you, you know which ones you're looking forward to all that kind of stuff uh matthew at entertainmenttalk.org twitter etalkuk there's a contact page and information in your show notes so let me know what you think of everything i've discussed if you're listening on the website version of this episode uh, there's a big email box if you scroll down a bit. Uh, you can put your email and your message in there. There's also a clickable email name that you can use to send us a message. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, uh, TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcasts. Um, by the way, just a bit a bit of an update. Um, I'm going to be putting this episode out with a few others, such as a Supergirl Season 6 review, sort of review. Uh, discussion thing and a uh, united cast episode on uh, a few different um topics and subjects and things like that uh they, these those three episodes should all be getting released around about the same time like fresh content for february so look out for all of that entertainmenttalk.org and podcast platforms search for entertainment talk if you want to support what we're doing here you can either just simply listen to more episodes that we are doing um on the same places I just mentioned. Uh, you can also use word of mouth and social media. Let other people know about the content that we are doing. And uh, tell them what we do and where they can find it. You can also of course spread the word around on social media. Um, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you'd like to use to share the, the podcast around. Uh, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, add free podcasts, review options. Uh, take a look at that as well if you'd like to. 
Um, if you want your TV and your film news, so your updates on all things Marvel and DC in terms of film and TV, or just your normal TV and film news, uh, David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk. You can also find his uh, weekly podcasts, so like weekly news podcast format thing. Uh, Geektown Radio, those are released on Tuesdays, so look out for all of those. Um, what is the other thing? Bex is still streaming basically daily, very regularly over on Twitch. Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, go and give her a follow over there. I'm also streaming as well, back to returning to the um, Pez Coach mode and whatnot. Um, that is over on Twitch, which is eTalk UK. I've been streaming bits of other games and things like that as well. If you want to find those, find those archived, you can do so over on Entertainment Talk Plays over on YouTube. There's also some COD clips and things from other games and stuff, so you can check all that content out. Lots and lots to be discovered. EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitch, eTalk UK, and YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening. I'll uh, catch you next time. Goodbye.